0: Welcome back to Comic Book Storylines. I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Bry the Comic Book Guy. Hope you've enjoyed my previous episodes and enjoy future episodes to come. You can follow me on Instagram at Bry the Comic Book Guy. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact me, Bry the Comic Book Guy at gmail.com. This week, we'll be talking about an unlikely meeting of two very different teams. The last two weeks, we've talked about the Avengers and the Justice League working together after initial fight. Well, this week we get to see Suicide Squad vs. Justice League. It's a 10-part story that has some unlikely team-ups and shows some insight on how the Suicide Squad runs. The issues we're going to be talking about this week are Justice League vs. Suicide Squad 1-6, through Suicide Squad, volume of the Rebirth Era, numbers 9 and 10, and Justice League from the Rebirth Era, issues 12 and 13. You'll see all these pictures as usual on my Instagram when this episode airs add a little bit of detail for this, when I talk about the Rebirth, DC Comics has done a couple of reboots over the years, and Rebirth was one of those reboots, so uh, some of the characters we've seen for years are interacting differently because in this reboot some of them don't know each other as well as they did. It's very confusing. and. It's been very frustrating for comic book readers, especially DC fans over the years, that DC has reboot a few times. So we're gonna get right into it with Justice League Suicide Squad number one. Right off the bat, we get to see the upcoming bad guys, uh, but they're shadowy figures and background only. Someone goes to Death Valley, California, to this secret underground super prison, and that person gets through all the security because he has some sort of mind manipulation ability, and he breaks several individuals out of them, Five in all. So they're huge villains that are going to come into play shortly. And then we flash to a mission the Suicide Squad is on. These are the guys from the first Suicide Squad movie. That was the Rebirth team from the beginning, just after that first Suicide Squad movie came out. Got El Diablo, Enchantress, Killer Croc, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and then a newcomer you recall from the CW Flash show, Killer Frost. Rick Flagg and Amanda Waller are on there as well. Now Rick Flagg is mad because... Waller had sent the squad out without him. He's like kind of like their handler in the era of the books. They're sent out to take down a cult-like group that have stolen an air, uh, earthquake weapon from Star Labs. You'll recall them from The Death of Superman, where they're a laboratory that has all these high-tech experimental gear. Well, they get rid of that machine and take out the cult. Now, meanwhile, in the Justice League Watchtower, Batman is briefing the team on the Suicide Squad. Now, remember, this is reboot, so they're just learning about the Suicide Squad at this point in time. The Rebirth Justice League is Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, Flash, and two characters that are Green Lanterns at the time, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz. So they leave to take out the squad after Cyborg tracks them down. Now Deadshot is at the top of a building where they destroyed the earthquake device, but the earthquake device went off before they could fully destroy it, so there's a big earthquake. So he can't get off the roof in time and it's too high for him to jump, so he kind of makes his peace with just falling off of the building and that being the end. But at the last minute, Superman saves them from the fall, and the Justice League surrounds them to try and make them surrender. But surrender isn't in the Suicide Squad's nature, because Amanda Waller tells them no way. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the Suicide Squad, and maybe if you've watched the movies, the Suicide Squad are bad guys that have these brain bombs implanted in them. And Amanda Waller, who's in charge of the prison and the group, She can remote activate any of them if they don't do what she wants. So she tells them surrendering's not an option. She'll blow all their brain bombs if they don't fight the League. So there is a battle that's on. So then we get to see the bad guys that were broken out of Death Valley, out of the Death Valley prison. The figure who broke them out said that he needs them to help finish what he started long ago. And if they help him find what he needs, they can kill Amanda Waller. The characters are then shown. Some of them are big bad guys in the DC Universe, some of them not really well known. Uh, Emerald Empress, Dr. Polaris, Johnny Sorrow, a character named Rustam, and then a guy that you may have heard of in the comics as a bad guy throughout the years, a character named Lobo. Now, these guys are all talking to a guy that you have seen appear in Wonder Woman 1984. Its name's Maxwell Lord. Now, he's a pretty big bad guy in the DC world. So, Justice League versus Suicide Squad number 2 is next. The fight is on with the Justice League and Suicide Squad. Amanda Waller is watching everything that's going on, as she normally does with the squad, and the Justice League is trying to get them to surrender, but they don't realize it yet that they have no option. The Justice League doesn't know why they're not surrendering. So Deadshot tells all the squad to split up. So that way they can go one-on-one with each Justice Leaguer. Meanwhile, we get some more insight into what Maxwell Lord's team of villains is doing. They want to know if they do what he wants, will they help him? And he's like, yes, I will. But they're worried that he's going to mind control them. And he said, no, because he wants them to choose to help him for himself. He thinks that they can work better together if they do it that way. And in the end, they'll be able to pay back Amanda Waller for imprisoning them all. So they think it's all too good to be true and had some similar interactions over the years. Maybe Waller is one of them. But he tells them their hate for Amanda Waller can bind them together to work for the common goal of defeating her. But before they go after Waller, they need to help him accomplish something else. And back on the island with the League and the Suicide Squad, the League is trying to calm down the Suicide Squad and get him to surrender individually. Enchantress is using her magic to try and take down Superman. She does have a little success with it, but he's Superman, so it's going to be a tough nut to crack there. Killer Frost manages to take down Cyborg by freezing him. Captain Boomerang and Flash are in a fight, but they've fought each other many times over the years, so Flash knows how to take care of him. Boomerang knows that he can't beat him, so he launches a bunch of boomerangs at civilians that are on the island. Now, this is a populated island with cities and everything on it, but Flash saves all the civilians. But one more boomerang tries to come around and hit Flash, but since he's fought boomerang before, he catches it and Boomerang surrenders. He's the first one to surrender. Killer Croc and Aquaman are fighting underwater. Aquaman calls a squad of sharks to help aid him, but Killer Croc is living up to his name and takes them all down. He tries to bite Aquaman in the arm, but in retaliation, Aquaman punches him so hard He knocks Croc out of the water and back onto the island. Now Deadshot and Batman are going back and forth. He tries to shoot Batman point blank, but Batman's armor is bulletproof. He shrugs it off and knocks him out so hard that Deadshot's helmet actually shatters. Harley Quinn steals a motorcycle and she's driving through the town and she's trying to escape from Wonder Woman. But Harley Quinn is like just this mesh of weird character and just this funny interact i mean she used to be the joker's girlfriend so she's a bit of a comedic character in this in this time so she's trying to get away from wonder woman but at the same time she looks up to wonder woman and wants her to like her so she's having this conversation with her while they're chasing her around um she ends up trying to throw a bomb at wonder woman but she catches it and covers the explosion and then harley jumps out of the smoke and tries to ram her with a motorcycle and after the fact harley is knocked unconscious and wonder woman is carrying her back now, the Justice League pretty much has everyone taken down at this point. Uh, Waller is talking to Killer Frost in her headset, and she's like, I'll blow all of your brain bombs if you don't take out the Justice League. So she's like, how do I take out the Justice League? I mean, if you're like a low-level bad guy or even like a, a player in the bad guy realm, you've got the entire Justice League right in front of you. They have just taken out your entire team. So she's like, I don't know what to do. So Amanda Waller tells her, to go after Superman, touch Superman, and absorb his life force, and it'll expand your powers. Well, she does so, and it almost—it looks like it almost kills Superman. Like, it takes a lot out of him, and her ice powers just expand and freeze all of the Justice League. Now, flash forward to next page, Batman wakes up in a containment pod. He looks around and sees all of the League members are in similar ones. Now, Amanda Waller... She's a pretty smart lady. Now, she runs a prison with super bad guys, so obviously she's prepared for super-powered beings. Each Justice Leaguer is in a prison containment unit designed to block their powers. Uh, Flash is in a rubber prison. Superman is in a prison with a red sun bulb on him. Wonder Woman's restrained, and just everybody. um, uh, Green Lanterns have their power rings covered and everything, and Batman is bound in, like, this metal... Uh, containment suit with a muzzle over him and everything like that. So she's like, you know what? Now you're a part of the Suicide Squad. And that's how that issue ends. You're like, wow, that's not going to last long. And then the third issue, jo- Justice League versus Suicide Squad, number three. We see Katana and Rick Flagg. Katana is kind of like her, his right-hand lady. She's not a bad guy, but she's been a hero off and on throughout the years. And she's sort of like his backup. Now they go investigate that desert prison that Max Warlord Lord busted those guys out of in part one. They're finding all these bodies of the guards that they killed on the way out. Now, Rick Flagg says this prison used to be called the Catacombs, and it was supposed to be an impenetrable fortress. They're there to find the black box of the prison to find out who did what and what's going on, which they end up doing, and they head back to Belrev and Waller where everything is going on. And we see Batman being escorted in a straitjacket and chains and a muzzle going through the prison. Now, the guards think that Batman is taken care of now as if you're a fan of Batman or just even a little fan of Batman you already know that he's going to bust out of there and you're practically just waiting for him to happen and just he does the guards are mocking him saying yeah we got you this and that he busts out takes out the whole squadron of guards now there's eight guards on Batman and he's bound he gets them all taken out and he goes and finds Amanda Waller. Now, he's like, you took a big risk bringing the Justice League here. You must want something. You need to tell me the truth. And then we go into another part of the prison where the Suicide Squad is shaking off their fight with the Justice League. and they up walking into the room where she's got them all. And they're all dumbfounded because she captured the Suicide Squad. And they're just amazed that somebody was actually able to do it. So then Batman is in another part with Waller and Superman is like, where's Batman? And the Suicide Squad guys are like, he probably busted out and he's talking to Waller as we speak, which has ended up what happened. So Superman tells Killer Frost, he doesn't blame her for what happened. He heard Waller talking to all of them and he knows that she had no other choice but to do what she did. She does regret it because Killer Frost is kind of like the reluctant member of the team. She's a newer member of the team, just brought in... An issue or two before this happened so she's kind of like the rookie on the team still trying to figure out what's all going on here so elsewhere Maxwell Lord and his team they're on this island in the South Pacific they enter a cave that was deemed forbidden by the locals who guard it now his team of villains have made short work of all of the people that were guarding it and Max is holding one of the shaman he's bound and mind controls him to give him something that he wants It's a clue to doing whatever Max needs to do to find out what he needs. As the reader, you don't know what it is, but Maxwell leaves the cave and he's like, I got what I want. Let's go. Now the team's getting very impatient and they want to go after Amanda Waller. They're free from the prison and they just want to go get her. Max says, it is time. So Batman and Amanda Waller come to an understanding back at the prison. This Justice League ends up getting released. like All of their prison cells open, but the Suicide Squad is right there, so they're like, they're getting ready for a fight, but nothing happens. So Waller and Batman come in, and they have Rick Flagg and Katana. So that brought information that there was a huge danger that was freed upon the world. And they showed the security footage from the breakout. Now, the League immediately recognizes Maxwell Lord because they've dealt with him before. And in the rebirth contingent of things, Max Lord worked with the Justice League because he used to be a commander in a squad of military guys that occasionally helped out the superheroes. So they were quite familiar with Maxwell Lord. So they know what's going on and who they're up against at this point, and she tells them that he wants to kill her, and she wants all of them to protect her. Now, the next three panels are pretty funny because all of the heroes and the bad guys are all staring at each other, and they all start looking at each other in quiet. So it's one panel where no words are spoken, and they're all looking at each other then the next panel is everyone is laughing, the squad and the Justice Leaguer. Then the next one is Batman telling everybody to settle down, but Batman has a smirk on his face because he thinks it's funny too, and Batman's stone cold, for so for that to happen, it's pretty dang funny. She tells him that Max is looking for a weapon that she hid in the prison, and now they're coming for it. And then she explains that the crew he busted out are coming for her because they, in the rebirth era of things, were or the original Suicide Squad, and something happened on their mission where they got to be imprisoned. She put him back in prison and threw away the key. So they're after her as well. Next up is Justice League issue 12. This whole issue is basically a backstory of Max Lord and how he wanted to get Amanda Waller. He used to be the director in a, of a security organization called Checkmate, and it kind of flashes back and forth from when Max was a kid with his mom who knew she had, he had special powers to the present when he was trying to build himself up into the ranks and everything like that and eventually became the head of the organization. But at this point in the issue, he's being interrogated by Waller. It's, this is basically an origin story for him, how she re, just reveals everything, how she knows his mother was aware of his special abilities And she tried to protect him from things over the years, and he eventually struck out on his own and was using his abilities to get to the position where he is. He clawed his way all the way up to the director of that security organization called Checkmate. He had several encounters with Amanda Waller over the years. They always butt heads because he was, quote-unquote, a good guy, and she was the bad guy, and they always butted heads. But it finally came to a head when he took out a mission that Amanda Waller and the squad was on at the time— so, Death Shot or um, Dead Shot knocked him out, and she took him back to the prison. She's interrogating him, seeing What does he want? I've, I know you're up to something. He tries to mind control Amanda Waller because she's like, I don't want you anywhere near me. We're going to take care of you. You're gonna, we're going to take you out. And he's like, He starts saying, Where is it? And you're like, Okay. So, even back then, he knew. Something was there that he wanted to get. Now, Amanda Waller, she's a tough cookie. She doesn't go under the mind control. So he fails at that, and she kind of, like, punches him out. But he wakes up and takes control of the security guards around her. So they've all got their guns pointed at her, and they help him escape. Now, he just goes to his mother's grave after that. He tells her, I'll be back, and he kind of vanishes. And then we flash to him at a cemetery. He's at his parents' grave. He says he will make sure her special boy gets what he wants. Now, he took something from the prison before he left. It's a list and pictures of the convicts we see him end up taking. Now, he knows he's got to go to that special prison, so presumably he left the cemetery and he goes to get revenge on Waller. Justice League versus Suicide Squad number 4 is up next. We go to Rev Penitentiary, and the bad guys have arrived. They bust through the prison, and Max is saying... For too long, Amanda Waller, you've manipulated powerful beings to maintain a status quo for yourself. Today, it's going to come to an end. So he and his team bust into this room. It's the Justice League and the Suicide Squad. And he's like, well, 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 you're self-appointed saviors of justice, standing side by side with the Suicide Squad. Should I be flattered by this team-up? So he's pretty cocky at this point. And Superman's like, you know, she told us everything, you don't have to do this, and he's even surprised by Lobo being there because Lobo is an alien being that Superman has run into a lot of times over the years, and they're thinking that Max has mind-controlled them all, but Lobo's like, nope, nobody's controlling me. You're, you're crazy. So they're still trying. I mean, they're getting ready to bust heads, but Enchantress, she is kind of like their loose cannon on the team. She pushes everybody aside and says, my mind cannot be manipulated by you, human. I'm going after you. She gets close enough to Max Lord, and you see him trying to take over, but she loses control of her powers and ends up passing out instead. So then the Green Lantern, too, try and go after that Emerald Enchantress, but it looks like she's using Green Lantern technology. Obviously, she's glowing green. So in the DC universe, if you're glowing green, most of the time you have something to do with the Green Lanterns. But apparently, this Emerald Enchantress is from the future. But she's got this glowing green eye that's with them. She ends up taking out both of the Green Lantern guys at that time. Now, one of the other characters... Uh, the, that Johnny guy, he ends up taking off his mask, and when he takes off his mask, he's control. he controls this realm of these monsters and beings. He opens up his mask, and all of these monsters come out, and they start attacking the Justice League. Now, while that's going on, one of the other bad guys, uh, Rustam, he's going through the prison, and he's got this flaming enchanted sword, so he's running through all these security guards. And he goes to Rive's control center to totally wipe out everything. Like, he's going to bust open all of the prisoners to kind of give another distraction. But before he can do that, Katana shows up, and she's got a sword, and it's a pretty magical sword, and they start fighting each other. It's basically a, a sword fight and everything like that. And she, she's like, I've lived with the prisoners in Bell Rev, and they're some of the worst souls ever. You're not going to release them. And then Rick Flagg is also trying to help out, but Rick Flagg, He's just a normal guy. If you've watched any of the two movies that they've shown Rick Flagg in, or even read the comics a little bit, you know that Rick Flagg is just a regular guy. So you know that he's just trying to stay out of the way. But he's got a gun and he's trying to help out. Elsewhere, Max Lord, he uses that distraction. He's going underground of the prison. And when you get underground, he sees that there's this big cavern. He goes through—he knew there was no other way to get down here without their help, so he's using them as a distraction. But Killer Frost comes in because she kind of followed him in the background. So she freezes him up, but she's close enough to him that he uses his powers. Now, in the comics, when he's using his powers, since he can't see mind control, obviously, Maxwell Lord's nose bleeds when he's using his mind control powers. It's kind of like a sure-tail sign that he's using his powers. So you see see him take over Killer Frost. So she unfreezes him and they go towards wherever he's trying to do. And we flash up to the big fight. Captain Boomerang is trapped by a bunch of monsters and Flash is trying to kind of save him. It's kind of weird you seeing Flash try and save him. Amanda Waller comes out and she's being chased with Deadshot by Lobo. Now they both have just guns going after Lobo, which he's an alien being with superpowers, so they're not really having any luck. And Lobo gets ready to take out both of them, but then Batman comes on the scene. Now, we all know Batman's just a regular guy, but he's a total badass, so he goes up against uh, Lobo. He gets Waller out of the area to try and save her, and then they start going at it. it. It's kind of a flash back and forth between all the superheroes fighting all the individual ones. Now, Superman is trying to go up against that giant green eye and he gets pushed away and everything and the other green lantern jessica cruz who didn't get taken out she goes after the green eye but something weird is going on because you can tell start to tell that it's green lantern tech and she ends up trying to shatter that eye and cracks it but the emerald enchantress kind of shrugs them all away and she ends up vanishing so you got the two green lanterns the other guy recovered in superman And they try and go back to the fight. And we see Captain Boomerang about to be taken up with this giant monster. But then Flash rescues him. He's like, hey, you saved me. He goes, I promise not to tell all the other rogues if you don't. And he's like, deal. Flash is kind of like the comedian of the group. And if you've watched any of the, the Suicide Squad movies, you know Captain Boomerang is one of the funny characters. Even in the comics, he's quite the comedian. So they're still trying to figure out where Max is. They're trying to get around all these bad guys, and they're taking him out. They're getting pretty close. And then uh, Johnny Sorrow, he tries to take off his mask to take out Wonder Woman and Harley, but Harley is just, like I said, this weird character. He takes off his mask because any normal person that looks at his face when he takes his mask off, they end up getting killed. But She looks right at him. And she goes, cute face, and then tries to take him out, but Wonder Woman can't help because she can't look at him. Uh, she ends up putting those bracelets together you know the, the bracelets like she puts them together and then this energy thing happens She puts her bracelets together and then he ends up looking at his own face And then he ends up disappearing into the realm where all of these monsters go So then there's kind of like a little light-hearted little conversation because like I said Harley looks up to Wonder Woman And she's like hey we're a team again we're sisters we could be the new Wonder Twins <laughs> It's just kind of funny reference to the cartoon um, Cyborg is trying to help out with this. He's trying to tie into the systems to try and keep everybody out. He's um, trying to help defend Killer Croc and El Diablo, and Aquaman comes in. They're all trying to just try and get rid of these bad guys. Let me flash into Lobo. Now, Amanda Waller and Deadshot are trying to get to the armory, and Batman's trying to cover them. And it ends up with Deadshot trying to blast Lobo out of the way. And he does end up hurting him really bad, but Lobo has this like regeneration power. It's kind of like a Wolverine healing power in the DC universe, so to speak. So he ends up knocking out Deadshot, and he's trying to kill Amanda Waller. But as you know with Suicide Squad members, Waller has put brain bombs into their heads. So since they are former Suicide Squad members, they do have the bombs in their heads. So Batman gets control of the brain bomb technology and ends up injecting Lobo with another bomb, like a current bomb. He knows the old bomb aren't going to work anymore because Waller doesn't have that controller on him. So he injects him with a new one, and he's like, hey, you can't stop me. What do you think you're going to do? He's like, you know what? I just put a brain bomb in your head. And he ends up clicking this button, and Lobo's head explodes. So they're like, you know what? I think that'll work. And even Deadshot goes, dang, Batman, then we flash over, it's kind of a, it's not really funny, but it's, it's funny to watch that interaction because even the bad guys are like, dang, Batman's cold. So we get to see Max Lord and Killer Frost, they're at this big vault. Now, he's wanting Killer Frost to destroy the vault with her ice powers and everything. Now we flash back to Batman going, Waller, what does he want? What is down there? And she's like, it's a diamond containing an incredible, incredible malevolent power. So we see the Justice League and the Suicide Squad. They wrap up all the other bad guys, and they rush down to that vault. But Killer Frost has blown open the vault. And we need to stop Max as soon as possible. And Max is seen, he's really bloody in his face because his mind control powers are really into high gear this time. Control will be mine. And then we see him standing over all the Justice League and the Suicide Squad members. But he takes out all of the Justice League members by saying stop. And the Suicide Squad's like, um, why not? Why not us? And Max goes because why would I want to control a bunch of losers in a group when I can use the greatest powers in the universe? And you see him holding what they call the uh, Eclipso Diamond, which has huge mind control powers in it. Then you see the entire Justice League behind him. Their faces are all purple and, and... warped, and he goes, now we make the world safe in my way. That's going to be the point where which we pick up next week in part two of this. It's really an interesting interaction between these two teams because they fight each other and then they work together, but they're two polar opposites. The, The Suicide Squad, they're the bad guys, but they kind of do some good things. So they're generally misunderstood. So it took the Justice League being around them to kind of see what they go through going to see them in prison and knowing that they have these brain bombs and then superman coming to realization that they have no choice to do what they do because they're being controlled and basically threatened with death if they don't do what they need to do so next week we'll pick up on the rest of the issues that we're going to be talking about Uh, we'll pick up with suicide squad number nine and go through the rest of the issues there and i'll also kind of give a little bit more of what uh, happens at the end and the ramifications that happen at the end of this to come. So thank you for tuning in to Comic book Storylines. As I said before, you can follow me on Instagram at the Bry the Comic book Guy, or you can email me any questions you have, brythecomicbookguy at gmail.com, and I'll be posting all the pictures of all the issues that we're going to cover. Till next week, thanks for listening.